Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Bienvenidos al episodio 191. Welcome to episode 191 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, we are featuring another amazing song from my playlist, and it's actually also featured in our Learn Spanish with Music course, so we'll talk a little bit about that later. But I always find that it's much more fun and a lot easier to learn Spanish using music, and uh, because we are recording this in February, in El Mes de Febrero, and we are celebrating Black History Month here in the U.S., uh, I thought it would be a nice time to feature one of our Afro-Latino artists uh, from our course. So this episode, we're going to be diving into the lyrics of a song by Ismael Rivera. Ismael Rivera is a composer and salsa singer or cantante, and he's from the Santurce area of San Juan in Puerto Rico. So uh, I really think it's interesting because I think when we think about Latin America and when we think about race in Latin America, a lot of times we get this idea that everyone is just sort of all mixed together and there isn't really a distinction between um, between race. And at least I've been told that by a few people who said, you know, we really don't uh, look at it that way. And while that may be true, there definitely is a distinct history uh, as it relates to people of African descent in Latin America. And in fact, one of the things that I was surprised to learn, which is actually a little embarrassing <laughs> now that I think about it, but uh, yeah, there's actually a larger population of people of African descent in the diaspora that live in Latin America than here in the United States. 
So if you think about it, Brazil, which I know they speak Portuguese, but that is still considered part of Latin America. If you follow the etymology of the word Latin and all the languages that come from it. But in any case, uh, the actual largest population of African descendants that were taken from the continent and brought to the Western Hemisphere actually reside in Brazil. Uh, but along with that, there's also several populations throughout the Caribbean and also, of course, North America, Central America. So there's a really rich history of Afro-Latino culture. And I think that depending on who you talk to, uh, you will find that more people are starting to identify as Afro-Latino. There's others who will say, I don't really get involved in all that. I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Dominican or whatever. They don't really uh, like to make the distinction. It seems like something that's more uh, imposed from you know, people living in the diaspora of Latin America who are maybe in the U.S. or other places, right? So I'm not really here to speak on all of that, but I do want to share anytime I can some of that history and some of that culture with you all that listen to the podcast. So Ismael Rivera, if you look at him, and actually we will put a picture on the show notes page. So if you go to learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 191 for episode 191 of the podcast, you'll be able to see a picture of Ismael Rivera. We'll also post a video with the song lyrics so you can listen to the song that I'm featuring in this episode. And you can kind of judge for yourself, right? <laughs> I think when you look at him, it's, it's pretty clear, uh, you know, who he is. So I really do like to explore some of these artists because I think sometimes we think of like Mark Antony, we think of Jennifer Lopez, we go, that's what a Puerto Rican looks like, that's what Puerto Ricans sound like. But Puerto Rico actually is a very, very diverse um island with lots of different people, different cultures, from if you live in the mountains or in the countryside, or if you live in the city, like Ismael Rivera, who's from San Juan, there's just a difference. And I think it's really important to highlight all of those different aspects of the culture. And it's also a great way to learn about the people in the history as well. So the song that we are going to be looking at in this episode is actually called Las Caras Lindas. Las Caras Lindas. And that translates to the pretty faces. And the way that we use this in the course is we use it to talk about adjectives because if you notice in the title of the song, we have a lot of plurals. And in Spanish, unlike in English, and pardon me if you're an intermediate learner, you probably already knew this, but for some of the beginners out there, in Spanish, the adjective or the word describing the noun, getting a little bit into grammar here, <laughs> has to match not only with the gender of the noun, but it also has to match with the quantities, whether it's singular or plural. So in English, we just say the, the book, the books, right? The people, you know, we don't really have uh, a lot of different, um, well, we don't have gender, right? And we don't also don't change the article, which is the, in this case, that's a definite article. Oh gosh, I'm talking about more grammar than I wanted to today. <laughs> So the word the, that's when we're declaring that there's really only one of something or it's unique or we're talking about something specific versus if we say some, right? Like some people, we're just talking about anyone, but the people is a specific group of people, right? So there is a difference in Spanish and English because in Spanish, you do have to pay attention to what the word is that you're using uh, or that you're describing and you have to make sure that they agree. So for example, if I was going to say the face, I would say la cara, la cara. And I'm saying that because the word cara is feminine. So I don't say el cara or lo cara or something like that. <laughs> I say la cara because 
face is feminine. So that's the first thing. If I was talking about a book, I would say el libro because libro is masculine. Pretty basic, right? You guys probably already knew this. But if I'm going to talk about multiple faces, I would say las caras. So in English, we would say just the faces, which would be la caras, which in Spanish you cannot do. So las caras is the faces when los libros would be the books. Now in this song, not only do we have a noun that's plural, we also are describing the noun. So we're describing the faces as pretty. And the word for pretty in Spanish is linda when you're referring to a feminine noun. So if I was talking about a book and I would say it was a pretty book, which I guess some books are pretty. I've seen some pretty nice book covers, <laughs> although probably not the most common thing. Uh, but I would say el libro lindo, el libro lindo. If I was saying the pretty books, I would say los libros lindos, los libros lindos. Now, in this case, because I'm saying the pretty faces, I'm saying las caras lindas, las caras lindas. And you also might notice the word order here is different. So I'm not saying las lindas caras, the pretty faces. That's how I would say it in English. The literal translation of this is actually the faces pretties, right? The face is pretties. <laughs> so las caras lindas, las caras comes first and then the adjective comes after. So that's just a great way to remember this. And if you listen to the song, because this is pretty much the chorus where he says las caras lindas, then you get to hear it over and over again. And hopefully that drives into you this rule about agreeing with both the gender and whether you're talking about a singular or plural object in Spanish, then you have to really make all of those agree. Now, to me, that's really easy to remember because everything just kind of flows together. Whereas in English, you have to just kind of stay with the same one. And yeah, there's there's a lot of grammar rules in English. I'm not getting into that today. You guys know that. But <laughs> let's talk about uh, this, the lyrics to the song and look at some other examples of where we have the this definite article, the, right? Which in Spanish, el, la, los, and las, depending on the gender of the noun you're describing and whether it's singular or plural. Let's look to see if we can find some other examples of that as well as when we have adjectives that are describing something. So, you know, an adjective is just a word that describes the characteristics of something. So linda is pretty. So we're re referring to the faces here as pretty. So, okay, hopefully that's all the grammar we're going to get into. <laughs> Let's actually get into the song because it's actually a really beautiful song. It is a salsa song. And uh, Ismael Rivera, he actually passed away in 1987. So a lot of the music that he has is from what I call like that golden age of salsa where you had uh, Fania Records in New York and they were producing all these different artists, uh, mainly from, you know, like Puerto Rico, Cuba, the Caribbean, different places. And they just had this sound that came out of that era, probably the 70s, early 80s. And so uh, this comes out of that. So it has a very distinct sound. And I really want you to listen to it. So just make sure you check out the show notes page, learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 191 for episode 191. And you can hear uh, the lyrics to the song, Las Caras Lindas by Ismera Rivera. So let's uh, get into the first verse. And again, I'm not going to go through the whole song. I just want to give you a little bit of a taste of this because a lot of the, the, uh, the language here will also help you learn about Puerto Rican Spanish because there are words used here that are very specific to the Caribbean and also Puerto Rico. So you know here on Spanish Con Salsa, we love to talk about Caribbean Spanish. We love to elevate it to kind of explain it so that you understand where these words come from and us a little bit about the culture as well. So at the beginning of the song, he starts out, Las caras lindas, 
I think you understand what that means. We've covered that to death by now. Las caras lindas de mi gente negra. Las caras lindas de mi gente negra. So the pretty faces of my black people. So this is really interesting. So I want you to also note that the word people in Spanish is gente. And it's similar to English, right? Most of the time we don't say peoples, right? I've heard that before, but it sounds a little strange to me. Uh, Usually we just say people. We don't pluralize people because we understand people is already talking about more than one person. So in Spanish, it's really the same. So mi gente, my people, uh, is referring to more than one person. However, if you notice, I said mi gente negra, not mi gentes negras or mi gente negras. All right. Now that might be a little confusing, but like I said, just like in English, when we say people, we usually don't say peoples. So think of it just like that. Gente is singular because we understand we're talking about a group of persons as a singular thing. So think of it like a block full of people, if you want to think of it that way, so that you understand the word people is is really singular, but uh, we're talking about, you know, multiple humans. All right. So again, hopefully that's clear. (laughs) So de mi gente negra. So we're referring to the people and their color as black. So again, in Spanish, the word for black, which I'm sure you know, is negro. And in this case, because the word gente is feminine, es un sustantivo femenino. So we have a feminine word here, a feminine noun, and it takes negra, not mi gente negro, mi gente negra. This also doesn't matter if the people I'm talking about are male or female. So again, this might be a little confusing, but in this case, the word gente is feminine. This doesn't mean we're talking about a group of women like nosotras or ellas. It's not the same because it's a noun, not a pronoun. All right. So I think I made that more confusing, (laughs) but the bottom line is gente is singular. No need to pluralize it. So it's mi gente negra. And just like with las caras lindas, you notice that negra comes after the word gente. So it's not mi negra gente, it's mi gente negra. All right, cool. That was a lot for one line, but you get it. The next line, he says, Son un desfile de melaza en flor. Son un desfile de melaza en flor. So we're getting a little poetic here with the language. He's saying they are a parade of molasses in flower or in bloom, right? So again, you can't really translate this literally. Just think of it. Melaza is molasses. In flor, so flor is flower, so not F-L-O-O-R like in English, but F-L-O-R. I usually don't have a double O in Spanish. So flor is the word for flower. So he's saying they're a parade of this molasses, like flowery molasses. And if you think about molasses, it has this sort of dark color to it. So a lot of the words in the song, he's comparing uh, the different shades and hues of black people come in in like these very poetic ways. So uh, that's one example of that. He says, que cuando pasa frente a mí, se alegra de su negrura todo el corazón. Que cuando pase frente a mí, se alegra de su negrura todo el corazón. All right, so let's break this down piece by piece. So, que cuando pasa frente a mí, so it's that when they pass in front of me or when they pass by me, so frente a mí is like before me. And cuando que pasa, so 
cuando is when, pasa is the verb pasar, to pass. So really simple, right? Que cuando pasa frente a mí, se alegra. Okay, this se alegra is, it brings joy. Se alegra brings joy, right? Brings happiness, makes me glad. De su negrura, this is an interesting word, <laughs> of their negrura. So negrura is like their blackness, right? Their black skin. Todo el corazón. So my entire heart. So again, the word order here is different than we would say it in English, but what he's saying is que cuando, que cuando pasa frente a mí, so when they pass in front of me, se alegra de su negrura todo el corazón. So it's saying their sort of their blackness, right? The beautiful blackness brings this joy to my heart. So I, I, I'm basically, I'm glad with my entire heart is kind of how to think about that. Then again, he says, las caras lindas de mi raza prieta. Las caras lindas de mi raza prieta. So raza prieta is a way of saying a dark-skinned race. So race is raza. So you may have heard that before, maybe not, but that's how you say race in Spanish. And prieta is a very specific word. It usually refers to being dark-skinned, uh, but it's really just a way of saying, um, It's to me, it's it's a positive way of looking at it. It's not like a, a derogatory negative term, but you're saying prieta is just a way of describing uh, that you're dark-skinned. And it kind of sounds like pretty if you think about it, <laughs> prieta. So anyway, so that's just saying uh, mi raza prieta is like my brown race or my dark-skinned race of people. Tienen de llanto de pena y dolor. Tienen de llanto de pena y dolor. So he's saying that they have, and this is going to tie into the next line. They have, so tienen, de llanto. So llanto is a way of describing, if you think about it coming from the verb llorar, which is to cry, uh, it's really a way of saying that you're tearful, or you're, 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 you're dealing with a lot of sadness. So llanto is like crying. So they have this cry. Tienen de llanto, de pena y dolor. De pena y dolor. So it's saying that they have, and again, he's going to kind of explain it later. They have from this crying, from sorrow and pain. So de pena, it's like sorrow. Dolor is pain. And you can use dolor to describe a physical pain in your body. But here he's obviously talking about something a little bit deeper, which if you know anything about a history of people of African descent in the diaspora, Puerto Rico is no exception that there is some uh, there's some pain there in that history. There's some sadness because of the way that people are treated just because of the color of their skin, which I probably don't need to tell you that, but I thought I'd <laughs> make it explicit here because, hey, let's face it. I feel like everyone is not teaching history anymore, not to get into a whole other topic, but I think it's important to know these things because I don't know about you, but for me, when I learned Spanish, I learned it in a very sanitized way. And I didn't learn about black history. I didn't learn about Afro-Latino. I didn't learn about Afro-Caribe. I didn't know any of it. I just kind of thought, well, people just speak Spanish, right? Just like we speak English. And if you if you delve into the history, there's always going to be something that's a little messy, a little bit, you know, um, something that people don't want to look at and don't want to talk about, quite frankly. But I think that having this awareness, you kind of understand where do these things come from? Why is he talking about a race of people crying and having sorrow and pain? If you just think, think it's all like, you know, rainbows and butterflies, then you, you go, I don't understand the song. He's being dramatic, <laughs> right? So it's really, really important that we understand uh, not only our own history, but the history of, of the people who speak this language that we're learning, because it is really important. 
So anyway, off my soapbox, back to the lyrics. <laughs> Son las verdades que la vida reta. Son las verdades que la vida reta. Okay, so now we're talking about what do they have from all this crying sorrow and pain? What is that about? It's from las verdades que la vida reta. Okay, let's break that down. So we do have, again, a few more examples of uh, having a verb here with a definite article as well as an adjective describing it. So son las verdades, that's just saying the truths. They are the truths. Like verdad, you know, means true. But verdades, now truth becomes a noun. And we're talking about truths. It's kind of a weird one to say in English. <laughs> it's so much easier to pluralize truth in Spanish. So truths, uh, verdades <laughs> in Spanish. So son las verdades que la vida reta. So that uh, is, it's a result of like their challenging lives. It's like the challenge that life brings. So que la vida reta. So vida, so we're saying la vida. So the life. So vida, you know, is a feminine word. That's why it's la vida. And then we have the word reta, which means a challenge, right? Something that's difficult. So la vida reta is like the challenging life, right? Life is just challenging. And again, notice that it's reta here. You may have been familiar with the word reto because we use that sometimes we talk about, you know, we have challenges in our membership and sometimes we have them here on the podcast and we say it's a reto because it's a challenge and we're, it's not referring to something feminine, but here, this is an adjective, not the noun, right? So we're saying that life is challenging. And so we're using reta instead of reto because vida is feminine. Okay. So see tons of examples of, of adjectives and nouns here in the song. So you can really get used to, um, this word order, because again, vida reta, not la reta vida. Pero que llevan dentro mucho amor. Pero que llevan dentro mucho amor. And this means but, so pero. <laughs> llevan dentro, so they, they carry inside. Llevan is from llevar, to carry. Dentro mucho amor which I'm sure you know means lots of love. So despite the crying, the tears, the sorrow, the pain, the challenges, he's saying that my people carry within them much love. Somos la melaza que ríe. Somos la melaza que ríe. We are the molasses that laughs. La melaza que llora. The molasses that cries. So again, molasses, again, he's not talking about, you know, sap from a tree. <laughs> he's referring to other uh, people that way. Um, and I, you know, get that because of sort of the color, right? If you've seen what molasses looks like, then, you know, it's kind of brown. So, so anyway, uh, I think I'll stop here because this song really, uh, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more words here that are used, but if you really want to delve deeper into this, I do recommend, again, check out our show notes page so you can listen to the entire song. A lot of the chorus is repetitive. It says, Las caras lindas de mi gente negra. Otra vez y otra vez y otra vez. So again and again and again, you will hear that. And uh, he talks about different qualities of his people, like throughout the song. He kind of sprinkles that throughout the chorus. And uh, it just kind of goes on like this. And you'll get a real understanding of a little bit about uh, the people of Puerto Rico. Um, that he's talking about. And if you've been to the island or if you plan on going, uh, I definitely recommend uh, going to the area of Loisa 
and Santurce, which is where uh, he's from, uh, the artist Ismael Rivera, and, and just kind of exploring uh, those areas because you will notice that there is some distinct culture and history and just a different vibe versus just sort of staying in like, you know, the, the more touristic areas. Um, and they're actually really uh, convenient. So like if you go to El Junque Rainforest, which is the famous, everyone knows about the waterfall there, the beautiful hiking, really like before you get to El Junque, it's like across the road, you have this whole Afro Latino community or just Puerto Rican community, however you want to call it. <laughs> But they're darker skinned people. They're uh, gente prieta <laughs> that live in this area called Luisa. And it's a really beautiful community. There's a lot of beautiful artwork. There's a lot of culture there. Uh, there's also uh, a center. And I, I believe it's actually in San Juan, but uh, where they actually teach some of this history. And they talk about the the culture there. So some of the dance. So not just salsa, but also bomba y plena. Those are like different types of music that you can really see the African roots. If you look at the traditional dress, the way they dance, there's a lot of drumming, there's a lot of call and response. And so you really get to see the beauty of this culture that really isn't well known about Puerto Rico. Again, most of us think about salsa, we think about reggaeton, we think about the urban sort of area, but there's this whole other side to Puerto Rico that I think you'll get. And this song kind of brings it to light. You kind of get a feel for what that's like outside of you know, the more mainstream idea of what it means to be Puerto Rican. So in any case, make sure you check out show notes page, learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 191 for episode 191. And also, if you want to delve deeper into this song and other songs, if you really want to master using adjectives, because I hope I didn't make it too confusing. It's not really that hard, <laughs> but there are some exceptions to the rule. Like we talked about gente and how that is a little bit different. There are other exceptions to using adjectives in Spanish, as well as being able to master masculine and feminine words. Because I don't know about you, but when I first learned Spanish, I thought, oh, if it ends with an A, it's feminine. If it ends with an O, it's masculine. Case closed. What else is there to learn? But there's so many words that don't end with O or A, if you've noticed. It's like the word gente. How do I know that's feminine, right? So we tackle all of that in the course. We have a very um, a very detailed lesson that makes it easy for you to learn and remember so you don't make that mistake. That is one of the number one mistakes that gives away that you are sort of a rookie when it comes to Spanish is that you constantly mix up masculine and feminine words because you don't know um, what you don't know. And you also might assume that all words that end in A are feminine, which they aren't. So for instance, mapa is actually el mapa. So again, in the course, we kind of break down, how do you know when you're running across one of these exceptions? How do you uh, remember it so that you don't make that mistake? So uh, we'll put a link in the show notes page to the Learn Spanish with Music course. If you want to check it out, that's always available to you. Um, and we also have the option now that if you want to talk to someone from Puerto Rico on our team and just practice speaking Spanish, listening to the accents, learning some of uh, the history here and some of this language in conversation, you will be able to do that as well. We have our Puerto Rican Spanish course. We also have our team who is available. We have some newer team members that we're bringing in. We're really trying to make sure we have people that represent all of the different cultures that we talk about here on the podcast so that you can uh, really get that conversation practice and learn a little bit about the history, the culture, and the context. So if you're interested, again, we'll include all that on the show notes page. So if you want to schedule a session, if you want to get our Learn Spanish with Music course, if you want to delve deeper into Puerto Rican Spanish, all that's available to you. Uh, check out LearnSpanishConsalsa.com slash 191. As always, I hope that something that you learned in this episode of the podcast has taken you at least one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual.
Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. 